Hey there, welcome to Sunday Brunch, a conversation over coffee between friends where we discuss everything from foundation to food. This week we'll be talking about those red flags in relationships and friendships, but first, let's catch up. How's everything been? Good, we kind of were cheeky and we did a little um, catch up before the mics came on. Yeah. But we were really just talking about the importance of outsourcing your problems sometimes yeah. <laughs> in terms of seeing specialists when you need to. Yeah, like I had to go see a physio, which is the first time I've ever gone in my whole life. That actually really surprises me. I know you'd think because I did cycling and stuff that yeah. I would have had to go. But yeah. I just never really had any problems ever. And um, I don't know if it's because of just maybe me doing more exercise because I think even though I've always exercised I mean cycling was pretty intense but with now I'm working out every day yeah and um I had a really bad knee and anyway I really like the physio now yeah (laughs) I outsourced this week by arranging someone to do my tax for me Ooh. Yeah. So because I don't have a business or anything yeah. yet, um, I've always just done it myself. Yeah. But this year, I think because um, I studied from home and I bought a lot of things for yeah. uni and, you know, like I'm, I'm sure there are some things I can do for work. Mm-hmm. Things as simple as washing your uniform sometimes. Yeah. Um, I decided that it was about time that I go and see a professional. Mm-hmm. So I booked that in and I'm really excited because... Doing my tax has never been hard, but yeah. I like to know that it's being done by a professional. And also to get the most out of your return. Yeah. Which, like, it might not matter in a way if it's, like, a difference of 20 or $30, but, like, if you have a lot of things that you bought and, mm. you know, you've bought a couple hundred dollars of things, that could be a couple hundred dollars back on your return. Yeah, and every bit counts, especially given the current Situation. global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you just – you never know. So that's – I'm kind of excited for that. And I'm also going to see a dietitian next week, yeah. which is another thing I've always wanted to do, but I've always been like, oh, I'm not sure. And then I found this person on Instagram who I just love their posts. So I thought, you know what, out of interest sake, I'm going to do this because I'd like to know what I can learn. And mm-hmm. people always say this about therapy. Mm-hmm. They always say everyone should see a psychologist no matter what your life story is, yeah. everyone should do it. And I mm. think that applies to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, I'm not a dietitian. How would I really know yeah. what I'm meant to be eating for? Like, considering I have dietary requirements mm-hmm. and I exercise a fair bit, it's not like your run-of-the-mill meal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. And I think yeah. it's nice. It's a good way to stimulate the economy if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a nice way to increase your knowledge base. Yeah. I think another, I don't know if you've heard about this um, idea to do with dietetics. It's um, eating based on like your blood type. Yeah. 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 I think that's really interesting. I wanted to try that out. Yeah. But um, I I don't think it's like a very common thing at the moment Mm. where a lot of places offer that sort of um, guidance or I don't know what you'd call it, but um, those sort of diet recommendations yeah <laughs> they they had one like through an online dna thing but i just don't trust i don't like the idea of sending yeah. my dna away to someone who because i don't I've know i've seen all those like tv shows where they actually like the government can actually take all that information mm. and it's not like i'm doing anything wrong but it's just like i don't really want to no no this is this is a telehealth <laughs> this is a telehealth call yeah um so it'll be really interesting because i i found this like I was saying, I found this dietitian mm. on Instagram and his name is John O'Steepman and someone I know has spoken to him before anyway. Mm. But all of his posts are so clear and just really rational and logical. Yeah. So things like 
the whole idea of rice melt syrup versus sugar. Like that's the same thing. And I love that because I think for a while everyone got lost in like coconut oil land, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fat. Okay. So you could use olive oil as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like that. And also in terms of flexibility, he's really big on maintenance being more Mm -hmm. important than being extreme. Mm -hmm. So it's very health and wellness and holistic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. We'll yeah. be able to hear about it next I'll episode. report back. Yeah. <laughs> but I recommend following him if you're someone that's after really steadfast, really knowledgeable, no rubbish yeah. food advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of times where you just have to cut through the crap. <laughs> yeah, me too. Especially with all the marketing and yeah. media around food. Yeah. It has gotten a lot better, but it's very easy to be sucked into. I remember collagen powder being a big thing. It's still, I think it still sort of is. Yeah. Just, I just see it around and stuff. But, but um, I, I looked into that and basically unless you've got very niche um, muscular or joint problems, mm. eating collagen isn't going to boost, like plump your skin, yeah. which a lot of scientists know, but the common person doesn't understand that that collagen doesn't assist with the plumping of your skin collagen. So I think they rely on that misinformation sometimes Mm -hmm. to make sales. And the scary thing with collagen, because I actually was looking into taking it like just as a supplement and Mm. I asked um, my sister-in-law about it and she studies pharmaceuticals and she studied dietetics. Mm -hmm. So she knows a lot. She knows her stuff. She knows a lot. And she was just like to me, do you think that if you, she just asked this question, she was like, um, if, if, if it's from, um, cowhide, because the one that I was looking at taking was bovine. Oh, we from, talked about this. Yeah. Um, you were talking about for the hair growth nail and hair yeah, and nail yeah, ones yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. And she said, do you think that you could get mad cow's disease? And I was mm. like, what? And realistically, it's a very big possibility. And there's no way you would know, like if you had it or not until you actually started getting, um, like degenerate, is it degenerating symptoms? Or yeah. From, like your yeah, neurological system. You have to be careful where that stuff oh, comes from a lot of the times. Yeah, it's really scary. So make sure, like, whatever you're putting into your body, just make sure you know what it is. Yeah, and speak to someone who's a medical professional. Yeah. Um, not Instagram. No, that's not a professional. No, and, and there's no accountability yeah, on Instagram, exactly. so people can say what they want to say. And there's a lot of like misleading brands out there nowadays, like just doing the going for the marketing ploy and being like, oh, you know, we can market our product the best and everyone buys it. Yeah. And then all these people get side effects and they're like, oh, why did we get these side effects? It's like you just fell into a marketing trap, you know? Yeah. And it's really scary. Like you really do have to make sure you know what you're putting into your body. Especially because I think we live in a world where I'm like this anyway. What I follow on Instagram are things that I'm really passionate about. Mm. So aside from my friends, I'll follow – I don't want to name any examples because the examples I'm going to give are actually not true to what I'm talking about. Mm. But um, you follow maybe a person because you love their exercise program, Mm -hmm. but then you'll follow their best friend and then you follow their best friend because you see them promoting each other. And suddenly what you end up following is an echo chamber of that one person. Mm And so anything that that one person pushes, everyone else will push too because they're their friend. So you get this really warped perception that 100% of the people think that this protein bar is the best. Yeah. That's only because you followed one person and the rest from that was a domino effect trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, it's really careful. It, you, have, you have to be really mindful not to fall into the trap of thinking that that's the real world and everyone's perception when really mm. all you've built on Instagram 
is an echo chamber. Yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. I've never thought about yeah, it like that. Yeah, I think about it a lot because um, Bronte and I talk about a particular influencer who we really love, and that influencer has been connected to a lot of other Melbourne influencers. And again, I'm not going to name names because these people are actually not guilty of anything. They're yeah. just very popular, yeah. and obviously we like the same things as them. But Bronte and I are exposed to the same information at the exact same time because we've started to follow all the same people. And I think suddenly we think that everyone in the world is applying this special hyaluronic serum. But it's like, no, that's just because of who we've curated. So you've got to be really careful not to think that something's essential or something will work Mm -hmm. just because of Instagram. And I know that's really obvious, but the mechanics behind why you think that is a lot more complex than just like, it was a good ad or it was a good story. No, it's because you happen to follow so many links in the chain and that chain all adds up to supporting that one product. It's a really good point because when you look to buy something, you don't want to just have one opinion. You want multiples of opinions. And if you know, you have the echo chamber and there's multiples of the same opinion, you're going to get sucked right in. Yeah. It's fine if the product's good because there are a lot of really good products that are out there. Like you, you and I both have been using Bang & which we oh yeah really, really yeah which I even bought for my mum and she loves it and yeah. um my partner like had on his hand this dry patch the other day yeah. and I was like I've got just the thing for you because <laughs> Bronte gave me her leftover tube yeah, which yeah. I keep at his place so yeah. I'm not carting it back and forth and even even he was like this smells amazing so <laughs> it's fine if it works yeah exactly but it's when it doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah and there are definitely things I've bought that I'm like oh my gosh I should not have fallen into the Instagram yeah. and it's not an Instagram ad it's an influencer yeah because I am always going to fall for the influencer before I fall for the ad influences. exactly <laughs> they do influence me and that's fine but then suddenly yeah you're caught in this really vicious cycle where if you only follow the same type of people that's all that you hear about is how good um high smile is yeah exactly. you know like and I'm not saying it's not but yeah. I, they, they know that yeah. you're following the same type of people. Yeah. And then it's reinforced by then the little sponsored ads coming up. Yeah. Oh. And it's interesting because I listen to the same style of podcasts a lot of the time and you hear the sponsors do the rounds. Yeah. Weighted Blankets was sponsored by oh. all of my favorite podcasts at one point in time. I nearly fell into the trap of buying. They look so good. They do, but they're but so expensive. They are. And that's the one thing that I just couldn't get past. I just couldn't justify buying a blanket that costs that much and for what yeah and I knew that when one of the discount codes was a hundred dollars off that's how you know something's really expensive when the discount code is going to get you a hundred dollars off (laughs) but what I would say to those companies who are advertising is uh diversify because all you're doing is reaching the same people with a higher frequency because we all listen to that same type of podcast so I'm not sure if Apple doesn't have good statistics on who their listeners are to particular podcasts, but my recommendation would be find a new target segment and reach your message to them because I didn't buy your weighted blanket the first five million times I heard your ad, so I'm certainly not going to now. And then it's like, you, how many weighted blankets can you really have if they cost that much? Yeah, stop you know frequenting I mean? me. <laughs> anyway, that like took a really odd Instagram turn, but I kind of enjoyed it. I feel like it's very relevant, like the amount of stuff that's out there. And even I actually really appreciate, I must say, at the moment, I've been noticing, I don't know if it's just them knowing my Instagram, knowing my analytics and what I like looking at, but I really am liking posts that are more real yeah like posts that from people who just it just makes you feel like you know what 
they're not just perfect little people. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's just pressure that you put on yourself to feel, and we've talked about this in self-esteem and stuff like that, the comparison trap and all Mm. that thing. But it's still, as much as you talk yourself out of a comparison trap, it's hard not to be one. So I really appreciate, like I've seen so many posts of people like posting like a really nice outfit photo and then the second one's like just one of the other shots where they did like a weird yeah you know and I really like Olivia Molly Rogers for that as well as obviously Steph Glesmith and Laura Henshaw because they they're a good mix of like three very beautiful people Mm -hmm. who also put up very real pictures and are very open about their mental health so I think it's important not to be honest not just to be honest about physical changes like Mm skin or weight but also Mm -hmm. the state of your mental health and how that can fluctuate so it's nice to have that balance because I think they're very similar you can love their outfits or their makeup or whatever but you also get the very real side of things yeah and I think it's just like a reality check for yourself as well like it's okay you know and I think that's a really good thing about social media as well yeah but anyway what else what have you been listening to this week um so podcast recommendations yeah I had a few so Basically, my educational one for the week, this was really interesting. I listened to a Squiz shortcut on Donald Trump. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I always listen to the Squiz every morning, almost every morning. So I've spoken about it before, but it's eight minutes to get you across all the main news headlines. And today they had a deep dive on Donald Trump, which Mm -hmm. to be fair, I've never actually looked back that far. I knew Celebrity Apprentice Donald Trump, but um, basically... He was the third president in American history to be imp- impeached. Yeah. Um, and obviously we know all about his tweet wars and how he's been in office for three years now. But what I didn't know was that his dad was actually a property mogul who developed houses in America for middle income on the middle income earners on the eastern side. Oh, so that's wow. how I think he got his foot in the door with property. Yeah. Um, and his understanding. And they do say a lot of time that like what your parents did, you'll do. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. And um, he was sent to military school as a teenager, which I found interesting. So he's kind of always been a little bit left of center, but he doesn't drink. Doesn't he? His younger brother died of an alcohol-related issue, so he's vowed not to drink. So that's That's something I didn't know. Yeah, but it was just really, really good to actually hear about the person that all the world's talking about Mm. um i think because i don't find him inspiring i've never looked into him whereas people that i find inspirational like the obamas obviously Mm. i'll go and read about them but you kind of draw away from people that you don't find as appealing and it's not to say that he's i mean i personally i'm not really involved in american politics in the sense of like we don't live there Mm. but i think I've just not really had a very, very strong opinion of him either way because I don't really know what he's like. And I've always yeah. said that I think the media just hates him. Yeah. And they just portray this super ugly image of him, which part of it might be true. Mm. But I also think part of it might not be. And so I've ne- never really bought into the full, you know, hate against Trump. Mm. I don't love him. I don't hate him. Mm. I'm just like, see, you could be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not the best and you're not like... Yeah, I I, I listened to a lot of the sexual assault allegations that came out against him, and yeah. that's when oh, I just thought this Was is that to do with the Epstein. Yes, yeah. and also Harvey Weinstein's issues yeah. um, and discretions brought up a lot of Trumps, and it mm-hmm. got to the point that we were all thinking someone that's had that many assault. Mm. Well, people say so 
people are saying that mm-hmm. he's assaulted that many women. I don't know how he can be in the most powerful position in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and his obvious racism yeah. is just like, oh, oh my goodness. See, like, I just don't, I don't agree with that. And I don't think that that's a yeah. good thing. And I don't, I don't, but I just, I don't think he deserves as much hate as what he gets. Do you get what I mean? I think in some respects he deserves more. Like, I don't think he should be in that role because he's obviously done a lot of bad things. But I yeah. do agree what you're saying in that media sell us the stories that yeah. they know we want to read. Yeah. So, but then every world leader is is trolled that way like julia Mm. gillard got so much rubbish for what she wore Mm -hmm. when we never spoke like that about kevin rudd yeah exactly so it's just they get us they they sell us what what they know we'll read yeah what i also listened to was (laughs) this was funny because i know a few weeks weeks ago we talked about bold type and we ripped on the character of cat a bit Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. both said she was so like borderline annoying (laughs) but the person that plays cat Aisha D was on the Shameless was she? podcast today. Yeah, so Shameless in conversation and and she's lovely. Um so she was actually raised on the Gold Coast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like we didn't we don't like her. It's just her character. Oh, exactly. And that's very bit, obvious. Yeah. It's just and even they say that she's like very wonderfully outspoken. And in my head I was like, I don't know if it's wonderful. <laughs> it's it actually be, kind of annoying. It can be sometimes, but then other times it's just like cuz sometimes you're like you go girl, like stand up for yourself. Yeah, but other times I'm yeah. like you could have done that in a million other ways yeah. <laughs> that didn't get you fired from an amazingly unrealistic high job for someone that is, like, meant to be in their late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also listened to a She's on the Money episode called The Signs of Financial Abuse Are Often Not That Clear. Mm-hmm. And that really links to our discussion regarding red flags. So that one's back mm-hmm. from February 26th. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to think about the realm of financial abuse because that's not one that we really think of. And that doesn't have to be just in a relationship. It can be in a friendship mm-hmm. as well. So... Mm-hmm. That was also really interesting. They linked to a lot of good resources such as DV Connect, which obviously everyone should go to if they're in in any Mm -hmm. serious situations. Um, So we're not going down that path today. Mm. We're talking about like little red flags with, you know, minor things. But if you are experiencing anything along those lines, definitely jump onto that podcast and look at some of their links because it's a lot more serious than our discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you been going with Killing Eve? Good. I'm in season three. Mm-hmm. And what am I up to? Should I check? So I haven't actually watched any of season three yet. I'm up to it. I'm not surprised because you were going through it because you're watching it with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going through it a little bit slower. Yeah. And now um, because I want to watch it on his projector, I can't watch <laughs> it on iView through his projector. If we oh. want to watch it on the projector, I've got to buy it. Mm, I bought it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um. I'm watching it. See, I'm up to season three, episode three. Okay. So not that far, but I think I was a bit behind you. Yeah, you hadn't even started it two weeks ago, (laughs) Tia. So, um, because I was even behind you last, um, last episode. Yeah. I've watched them all. But not that it's a competition, but I love it. Okay. Obviously, is season three really good? Season three is good. It's um, so. I don't know, because you've watched the end of season two, two and yeah. I guess you would assume that um, Eve, like, what's your assumption about Eve? Eve is injured. Yeah, so... Not dead, because there's a third season, so... Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can make that assumption, right? So yeah. I want to say it if you were, like, really just like, no, she's dead. Yeah, you know? no. But yeah, she is alive, and, um, but um, Villanelle doesn't know that Eve's okay. alive. 
And I'm up to the episode where she finds out that Eve's alive. Okay. And... Um, to be fair, Eve probably had a really good upper hand with her secret existence because yeah. I think someone is probably a lot less careful when they think that their lover slash enemy is dead when they're really yeah. not. But it's been, it's really good so far. Um, what's her husband's, Eve's, um, Nico? Mm. He was in rehab, um, I think, just from the issues of the end of season two. With the, when the girl that he was seeing yeah. got suffocated with glad rap by yeah. killing by villanelle but then it's crazy as well because he's very sweet i actually really like him um in the sense that i think he's too good for eve because he's so loving they're just not right for each other they're, exactly they're not right for each mm. other and it's not that because eve's an amazing person it's just that just oh, eve annoys me though yeah but i think as a woman she's a she's a really good character you know what i mean yeah you don't like her? No, she really annoys me a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> because she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. Like, she was mean to Nico the whole time. And the, yeah. the second that he turned away from her, he she wanted him back. And if yeah. a guy treated a girl like that, we'd all be like, hey, I just, you don't deserve her. I, so she doesn't deserve him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying he's too good for her. Yeah, you know in I that mean? respect. But then yeah. she's a good person in that I think she still deserves somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like her and Villanelle are just going to end up together. I'm interested to why. see where that tension goes because, like I said last week, I think they're at a ceiling with it. Like, all of the friction between them has definitely gone because they started working together in season yeah. two. So none of that season one mystery remains. Um, and I think the way that season two ended with Villanelle attacking Eve was obviously diametrically oppo- opposed to the way that season one ended, which was Eve stabbing villanelle yeah so So, the yin and yang is obvious yeah so i think now the um the tension is back on and it's weird i'm not sure what kind of tension it is yet it's a little bit on like the they're into each other kind of tension Mm. like in a let's get married kind of way right okay okay so we'll see i've um i've started little fires everywhere is that a movie no, it's an it's a series. Okay. So it was based on a book by Celeste Ng that Reese Witherspoon picked up. I think mm-hmm. we've spoken about Reese Witherspoon and her yeah. amazing production company in the past, but she has picked it up and she's created a series. It's on Amazon Prime in Australia at least. Um, and her and Kerry Washington are executive producers, but they also star in it. Oh. And it's set in Ohio in the 1990s. So mm-hmm. if anyone starts watching it and you're confused about the family dynamic and the dress sense, mm-hmm. it's because it's in the 90s. So at the start, I was like, why is this woman dressed in a bright red two-piece suit to go to her job at in an office where the man gets up her for having maternity leave? And then I realized that it's because it's in the 90s. <laughs> um, and it's like a very picture-perfect American town where like um, lawns must be cut to a certain height. Yeah. And duplexes are actually disguised behind whole house frontages so as to not embarrass the people that lived there because it would be embarrassing for someone to think that you lived in a duplex. Oh, wow. So it's that kind of thing and how a black mother and her daughter come to live in that town and the disturbances that arise when this picture-perfect family, this white bread family, mm. mix with this black artist and her teenage daughter. So I'm not that far into it. But so far, it is amazing, and Kerry Washington is brilliant, so I highly recommend that. It sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't wait to get into that more. I might start it once I finish Killing Eve. I feel like I have to finish, like, I can't focus on multiple series at once. Like, now that I'm watching Killing Eve, I've stopped watching, um, 
the bold type. Yeah, you know I, mean? I haven't watched the bold type in a few weeks, and I yeah. think it's because having the Friday night release, I always see my partner. I don't live with yeah. him yet, so my life is like lived on the road between two houses. Yeah. Essentially, I don't live any one place. I live in the two, <laughs> um, and I'm always there on Friday nights. And it's not a show that we'd watch together. No, but just it's kind of good because. When I remember, I've got, like, four episodes banked up. Yeah. So I can rip through them. I've watched Killing Eve, like, just at night in my, like, in my room. And Dan's watched it with me and he Mm -hmm. likes it. Yeah. It's a show that both people, yeah. yeah, And he really likes it and he'll just, like, sit there and watch it with me. But if I put on the bold type, he'd just be like, what is this rubbish? Like, for him, he just wouldn't even put his energy into it. Yeah, and I don't really blame him yeah. <laughs> um i love it but i wouldn't expect my partner to watch it no. we were watching free to air tv last night and an ad for the bachelor no bachelor in paradise came on and my partner looked at me and said oh this means you'll be watching it and i said i absolutely it. will be <laughs> and he said when i first met you i thought this girl will be bef- above all of that stuff i was I like, like i am so far below it it's not funny <laughs> i feel like you were for a bit i was for a little while but then i don't know like my i just became a lot I more think, like chilled and I was like this bachelor is my favorite franchise <laughs> except I big think, brother big brother is also amazing <laughs> I think Bronte and I were watching like bachelor or bachelorette one time and then you sort of slipped in somewhere oh yeah like I watched this and then I was like what you're watching too? <laughs> and then you're like, yes. <laughs> I have very base interest let me tell you actually your wedding last year was the day before the bachelor finale was it? Yeah. I didn't even Yeah, because Bronte and I were like, oh my God, thank God she's not getting married on Bachelor finale night because we would have been live streaming would Tem Play. Done? We would have just had to like watch it when we got home. Oh, no, we would have watched no, it when we got home. But I know that because we came back from your wedding the next day and Bronte came over and we had a viewing party for the finale. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, so there's that. But Who Bachelor in Paradise, Abby Chatfield and oh my oh, God, it was I can't guy. even remember. He was the Bachelor Matt. Astro Batchy, yeah. Astro Batchy and Chelsea. They won, but they've since split up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great. So Bachelor in Paradise is coming July 15th. And I'm also going to watch Farmer Wants a Wife on Channel 7. That's like, a re- it's a re, they're redoing the series because it stopped for ages, yeah, right? But you know, it's yeah. got the best statistics in terms of uh, people actually ending up together than any other reality really, TV show. I think they're really genuine because yeah. they just get... Like, the guy gets a couple girls to pick from, which, I mean, that sounds really awful when I say it like that. Like, it's like he gets his pick of the bunch. No. He does. But there's been girl farm wants a wife. Like, oh, there has, yeah. Farmer wants a husband. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been girl ones. So it's, it's, I think it's very fair. Yeah. And I think the people who were there, like, you know, you have to, like, to be able to put up with a farm, you can't fake that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it doesn't have a footprint of creating Instagram fame, whereas Bachelor obviously has that very clear footprint. We still talk about Anna and Tim from the very first Mm -hmm. series. They are still riding the waves of fame from Mm -hmm. Bachelor. And I know they've gone on to do other things, but they wouldn't have ever gotten those opportunities if it wasn't for Bachelor. Farmer Wants a Wife, never. And I think it's because it really started before social media, Mm -hmm. but now because there's no past and no, um, I guess, no precedent of creating Instagram fame out of that show, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. And because there's so many men and so many women Mm -hmm. or, you know, vice versa, it's very hard to create a couple of key stars out of it because there's just too much volume and you don't focus on one farmer and his respective his or her respective yeah, partner for long exactly. enough for it to gain yeah. traction so i think that it is a more authentic 
relationship or experiment Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to watch that did you finish becoming no and you know what I went to my partner's last night and he has lots of work so I said I'm just gonna read but I got so tired yeah it's it's a drag I've I've said it It, the book is a drag (laughs) if I hear one more time (laughs) the same things it's just the same concepts have been repeated a million times um so I'm not gonna talk about it anymore well, look how long it's taking me to get through it. Yeah, I know. I'm shocked because honestly, you normally finish a book within a week. Two You're weeks. Like read. Even through the whole of uni in semester one, I was reading, reading, reading. Yeah. So um, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say um, a recipe of the week, which I, I'm actually going to do like a little post about. Mm-hmm. Um, the bow buns. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So Tia is so, Tia's the kindest person. <laughs> like I'm actually going to talk about you when we talk about our topic for this week (laughs) yeah because we were talking about um red flags in friendships slash relationships and a lot of the things that they say you're the opposite of oh good (laughs) yeah so um tia actually went and bought me and my partner some bow buns so that we could make them for dinner and she bought my partner beef for him to have with his yeah oh like who does that you're a tofu girl yeah but like the fact that you thought of him like god you're just so good i mean I would like it if, like, I was in the same situation that someone would think about me and Dan. Yeah. You know, like, both of us collectively. Because, yes, you don't live together, but you guys are together. You yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just the nice thing to do. Yeah. But I also know that he would have liked, like, and he did. He likes the break room tofu and tempeh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> he would have been like, thank God. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was like, well, this is so kind of Tia. Like, I know. I know it is. So, yeah, you should definitely do a post on those because they are delicious and easy. And easy, yeah. And I just bought the, like, buns from a, like, um, Asian supermarket mm-hmm. um and they're just in the frozen section but i also am testing out tonight i bought some i have some frozen ones that i bought but i'm testing out to make my own okay so i'm gonna see if they do well and then if they do i'll link this person's recipe in the post because mm-hmm. i don't want to take rights for her recipe so i'll yeah. just link it in the post like buy the buns at like the asian place or you can try and make them yourself yeah if you're feeling fancy if you're feeling but, successful yeah but i just do them with you can really do them with whatever fillings yeah like, there's a base fillings and then you can pick whatever protein you like. So, you know. It's like a poke bowl, but exactly. in tempeh, in, in a, a bun, bun form. Yeah. Mm. So I call it like Asian tacos. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. So, fusion. Yeah, fusion. <laughs> yeah. But but it's really easy and it's really yum. And what, because you did it as your quick easy meal last week. Yeah, it was our Friday night dinner. Um, and I just cooked up some tofu really yeah. quickly. And then I had, um, I think I had... Some sort of green might have even been like a iceberg yeah, lettuce. I think I said to do lettuce, um, carrot, cucumber, cucumber, carrot. Yeah. And um, a mayonnaise. Did you do? A no, sauce? I did. I did sautéed mushrooms, and then I also did um, hoisin sauce yeah. with tamari, and there was something else mixed in there. Yeah, but it was just like a, a drizzle yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was amazing. Yeah. Nice and light as well. Doesn't weigh yeah. you down. And you can have as many or as little as you want. Like yeah. just eat to your heart's content. Yes. Should we get on to our topic yeah. for this week? Yeah. Okay. So in terms of flags, we wanted to talk about, like we said before, I think red flags are always discussed just mm-hmm. in terms of romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but that's not, number one, we're not really a romance podcast. No. Um, and I think we talk more about platonic relationships so we wanted to cover off both in this episode Mm -hmm. but i heard a really interesting statistic today Mm -hmm. and that is that relationships are the third biggest impact on your life behind what you eat 
and how you exercise. Wow. So physically, relationships manifest in you way more than any of us probably knew. And that comes down to the the adage that you are the sum of the people you spend the most time with. So yeah. if you hang around with people who make poor lifestyle choices, the chances of you adopting those is much higher. Yeah. Um, and I know when you're a teenager, everyone says, watch who you hang out with because they will be the people that get you in trouble. Yeah. So it's kind of always like that. <laughs> Have I said this in this podcast before? My dad used to tell us when we were young, if you run with dogs you get fleas yes have i said that yeah Yeah. and that is so that's so true that like and at the same time if you run with angels you'll get a halo like that's a good one (laughs) yeah it's the same type of thing so that's that's something that i think we need to consider because we always think of friendships as like the light fluffy part of life but it's very interesting to drill down to the fact that physically it has serious ramifications Mm -hmm. and i think we can all probably reflect upon times of our life where we've maybe had a bit of a rough patch and if Mm. you can correlate that to who you were hanging around with yeah you're probably gonna pick up on a few things and i like and i'm i know that for me like i'm the kind of person who i think empathizes a lot with people yeah if i'm if i care for somebody i can really like empathize with them i'm pretty sure like i've cried with you before when things have happened to you like it's not even happening to me but i'm crying yeah and like it's just one of those things where i feel what you know i know if dan's had a stressful day i feel stressed Mm, i've really started that because obviously this is i'm in a relationship that i've never cared i've never cared about anyone in a relationship half as much as i care (laughs) about this person and i'm like whoa in a relationship you take on all sides of things and it's the same with like friends like you and bronte it's you feel everything yeah like it's happening to you as well yeah so i think that like that's a very good point about how relationships impact you it's like if you can feel other people like their emotions imagine like if if you're having a difficult like a rocky path in the relationship or they're someone who maybe has some red flags that you're not seeing and all those negative things build up and that can affect you like it can bring you down and when like I've had times where I catch up with people who I'm no longer friends with now Mm. but back before I'd catch up with them and I just walk away from the conversation I just feel like oh yeah I just didn't want to be there I just I just felt like so horrible and awful and like yeah and and I don't want to also for me I feel guilty walking away from you know a conversation with somebody and feeling that way yeah I don't feel like that's a good I'm being a good friend to them you know Mm. what I mean and like if I'm feeling like that surely they don't feel they don't feel like they're getting enough from you yeah yeah what I mean yeah that is something to consider is even historically look back like I was saying before and notice periods of your life that maybe weren't as great as others and if Mm. you can look at the people you were hanging around with the most then you might be able to draw a correlation and if you're in a better place now it'd be interesting to see if those same people are still hanging around because I think it's a very normal thing we talked about this in our very first episode it's so normal to have cycles of friends Mm. apparently seven years is the average where enough changes that you need to completely like refresh um but they'll always be the same people that have passed Mm. through with you in that time and i think um well you and i met when we were 16 so we've been nine years so i guess we're like we've gone through a cycle like we're still here (laughs) um so go us but another really interesting thing that i heard was people who rate themselves as being very happy in life have on average five friends like five really good friends yeah 
That sounds about right yeah, to me. Yeah, and mathematically, you can't actually be super close friends with many more than that because no. you don't have enough hours in the day to give them. Yeah. So people out there that are like, I don't have heaps of friends. If you can count five, which can include your family members mm. that you're really close mm-hmm. with, like you're average. Because yeah. we just, in our busy schedules, we actually can't fit more no. than that in and maintain a strong relationship. So definitely go for quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And in your journal that you would have set up two weeks mm-hmm. ago, write down the names of those people and prioritize them. prioritize them. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of scheduling as well. So don't leave things up to chance. If yeah. those are the five friendships that you are closest with and also that make you feel good, yeah. um, those are the ones you should, put, you should put above all else. Yeah. Because you want to make sure that they also know that no matter what's going on in life, like if you're having a difficult time, your friends will be understanding obviously, yeah. but also like you can't just drag them through it through the whole time and then I don't know how to say this like so one of my sister's friends had a lot like had a change in her life situation Mm -hmm. and she started neglecting her and my sister was a bit sad about it and she was still there and she was still just like you know but she was just disappointed because she wanted she was just like oh things aren't the same and you know, and, but now she's, the other friend has realized, okay, I need to prioritize my friends. Yeah. Um, because they're really important to me and they're, you know, I need to, because it wasn't anything like really awful that changed. It was just her life situation changed. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I know what's happening. I know what we're talking about. Um, I, I would say to that as well, if your life, if a friend's life has changed in some sort of way, give them time to enjoy that change yeah. or to let them mourn that change because yeah. change can be good or bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in the past, friends of mine have gotten into relationships and I've seen less than them at the start, but that's mm. because relationships at the very beginning take a heck of a lot of work to get mm. off the ground. Yeah. And we always talk about this, um, like it's like the early doors situation. Mm. You need to invest a lot to, number one, decide if that person is for you anyway, mm-hmm. and number two, to forge a solid relationship to allow you to move forward. Mm-hmm. So Be kind to those people that are adjusting to a new phase of life Mm -hmm. because they probably will come back to you. Mm -hmm. If they're a good friend, there'll be a boomerang and they'll come back to you. But be respectful of their quiet time because um, I've learned that a lot recently. And now that I'm aware of it, I can pick up on its existence everywhere I look because (laughs) we're at an age of our life now where a lot of things change for people and the the spread of circumstances is a lot broader. Whereas in high school, you're kind of mostly going through the same thing at the same time. But now like you're married. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know anyone our age. I don't know anyone with a baby that we're friends with but that'll happen like sooner rather than later and I'm going to be really vigilant with letting people have their quiet periods because if they're good they'll come back to you and even Mm -hmm. like new jobs people need time don't be that person that demands people to come out after their first week in a new job or something because it's just like not and you're really good with me when it's uni like you're very conscious of like hey I know you've got a lot going on with uni at the moment I'll do this this week or whatever so be conscious of, of people's quiet periods, but at the same time, if you think that that period should have passed mm. and they still aren't putting in the effort, I can understand that that would be very disappointing and that's yeah. probably a red flag in itself. Yeah, and then you can... I think it's also a good thing if, you know, if you've allowed a period to pass to be like, hey, you know, do you... Maybe just be like, do you want to catch up? Yeah. And then like, maybe talking about... Not in a pushy kind of way, but just in a way that's like, 
this is how I feel. Because mm. I think that, like, sometimes people might not, like, your friends even might not know how you're feeling until you make those feelings known to them. Yeah. Because we're not mind readers. Yeah. Like, you should never expect anyone to know how you feel because that's mm-hmm. not their responsibility. No. And I think it's difficult because, like, I've said this before, like, heaps of times just to people. I'm just like, you just can't guess. Like, you don't know what's going through mm. someone's mind. Like, you can assume one thing and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, there's no way to know. Mm. And, I think it's really hard when people just sit there trying to guess how you're feeling. It yeah. just becomes a game. And we're not we're not here for the games. That's yeah. a red flag in itself. Yeah, and you can start to imagine things that aren't real and then that makes you act out in a way that probably mm-hmm. isn't called for. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend um I have a rule of two. Mm-hmm. So if I think that someone's like if I'm a bit annoyed, I'll be like, Hey, do you wanna do this? And then if that falls through I'll probably offer one more time. Yeah. And if there's no grounds for me, then I'll step back yeah. and wait for them to be proactive. And that usually works because you've tried, mm-hmm. but also you just, you don't want to come across as someone that's desperate for that friendship because yeah. they're not going to treat you well if you are no. constantly pining to hang out with them. Yeah. So that would be another little tip. Um, but basically when you're looking at flags, um, for me, when I think about relationships, I don't like when people talk badly about exes at the very beginning. Yeah. Understandably, when you're years into relationships, you'll tell each other stories that are like, oh. Also, I feel like, because that's obviously to do with, like, partners, like, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. But then also, I think equally, like, friend, girlfriends or guy, friends or yeah. whatever bitching about other people. Yeah. I don't like that because how do you then know that they're not going back and talking gossip about what you're talking Like, yeah. I'm very – like, I – I'm not the kind of person who likes to gossip like yeah. that. I just I just think it's so, like, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yep. it, it's just not nice. Like, it's not respectful and to the people you're friends with. Mm. And then it's also just not, you know, I think it's just not a nice um, vibe. Yeah. I don't know if you know what, my, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And that's what, that's why I think it comes back to the point of when you leave someone, do you feel good? Yeah. about your interaction because I think if you know that what you were talking about wasn't good you'll feel bad mm. but if you walk away feeling energized then you know that you've probably had discussions that were meaningful yeah that's true so um and I mean it's a fine line because friendships are there for you to vent yeah I'm exactly. happy when my friends vent to me about things and I vent to them about things but um obviously like there is a line I think there's <laughs> a difference between venting and then just like having a gossip you know what oh I mean? yeah and, like, yep. yeah, you can vent about, like, if somebody's been mean to you and that's your situation. Yeah. Versus, like, if you're talking badly about the colour of someone's hair and how awful that is. Oh, yeah. That's very high school. It's it's just... Yeah. That's the difference. Like, having a vent, I think, is different to having a gossip. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I would agree. And I think that's the kinds of people that I personally don't... That's a red flag. You know? Yeah. Another big red flag for me is people that disappear when you're in need so I think sometimes we've all got those friends who we've really been there for Mm -hmm. and then suddenly when you require that support it's like oh where are you yeah no one here and that could be maybe sometimes maybe we're at fault for not stepping up and asking for help but I do think that your close friends would probably know which is true for me like um I have friends that the question of how are you goes both ways at all times, regardless of what the other person's going through. And that's really healthy because Mm -hmm. you're saying, I'm actually going through this, but I can recognize that you're probably going through something else too. Mm -hmm. It might be good or bad, but I do want to know how you're going. And that's a really nice, genuine thing to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is never asking enough questions. Mm. Do you agree? Yeah, I think like if, 
it's a it's something that I actually saw the other day on online. I don't even know where I saw it. It was um, the difference between like someone who's a M- someone who actually listens to you and someone who doesn't really listen and yeah. Like, someone who doesn't really listen might take things, like, another direction, whereas someone who's listening might be, like, ask you questions about that to talk about how you feel to make you feel better about a situation or to to make you, like, help make you make a decision or yeah. something. Like, you know what I mean? Because you know they're listening from what they're asking you. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in meetings when I've trailed off before or in class or anything <laughs> like that where I haven't been listening, if the teacher asks a question, I'll be like, I understand why you do that on the beach, but what I'm really yeah. wondering about is when it rains, does the rain collect? And it's totally different, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that I'm, what I'm talking about is is tangible so i will i'll push the conversation conversation in a, in a direction that i'm confident with like you can get away with yeah it. so if you're talking to, if someone's talking to you and you're like i have no idea what tia just said right now i might be like yeah okay but what's your opinion of you know like you completely change the subject rather yeah. than diving deeper yeah um and i i have friends that like i might have told them about a family member once and mm. i'll be like oh yeah my uncle and they'll be like oh and then insert his name and I'm like whoa I would have told you his name once and you've held on to that yeah and that tells me that like you've actually really listened and you've committed that to memory because it means something to you so things like that are really important as well um this is a really good one pushing you to do things that you do not want to do Mm. or taking too much control without asking you your preferences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that could be if you've got a this is a very simple one but if you are hard and fast on i don't want to have a big night tonight and you end up at a club that's not that's that's not okay yeah but then also those friends that are like okay we're going to dinner here at this time and then after this we're going to do that and it's just like this is meant to be mutual i I think it's also always nice like because i know whenever we want to do things it's like oh when are you free and then we both talk about it and then it's just a mutual respect for each other mm. and I also think like in terms of pushing you to do things you don't want to do is that I think there's sometimes things you don't want to do but they're actually good for you to yeah do. I so agree yeah I think that when we say that it's like if it if they're pushing you to do a positive thing mm. um something that might bring value to your life I think that's a really good thing yeah because that's a way that friendship is expanding your world exactly but then I think if they're pushing you to do something that is negative or not productive or you know what I mean Mm. it's just maybe that's and they continuously try to like if it's once in like every five years they're like oh let's just have a night out yeah that's fine but if they do it every weekend and you're like I need to study I need to work and they don't care or they don't understand that's maybe not you know the best um the best like (laughs) like I don't know yeah the best it's it's peer pressure (laughs) and I think we always assume that we leave peer pressure behind when we leave school but like we were saying before almost every constructive friendship that we're warned about when we're a teenager continues into adulthood and we're expected just to get over it but things just take on new names yeah so peer pressure becomes labeled as someone that pushes you into doing things you don't want to do yeah that is that is synonymous with peer pressure Mm -hmm. and I think I'm always I've been really lucky because for a time in my life, I was hanging around with people that made very different lifestyle choices to myself mm-hmm. because of our lifestyle situations mm-hmm. or just the, the the space that I was filling in life. Yeah. And they never pushed me once. Yeah, And really good. that was really respectful because I felt I was heard and that I was taken seriously. Whereas mm-hmm. when you, t- if I was to say to you, um, 
Tia, I really don't want to do that. And you were like, oh, but you should, you should. To me, that's like saying, I, I don't think that Lauren knows her own mouth, her yeah. own mind and she can be influenced because she's not adult enough to know. And I hate that. Like, I hate it when people are like, oh, you wouldn't know. You need to try, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. no, I respect that I know myself enough to know what I do and don't like. Yeah. Um, so whenever people are understanding of that, I think you know that you're onto a winner because clearly they aren't trying to change you. Yeah, they accept you for who you are. Yeah, and like it's the same in a relationship. You should – the only thing that you can renovate after you get is a house, really. Like everything else, you need to take it as it is because mm-hmm. the chances of you trying to change that someone and that someone successfully being changed is very slim. While staying happy. While staying happy. you could change somebody – they're not they're not going to be happy for the long term yeah and it's not positive like it's not a good thing you shouldn't try to do that anyway yeah but i've seen it where people have been successful in changing people in relationships and they're not happy yeah you know and that's that's not nice because then obviously they realize five years down the track and then they have to find themselves again and it's yeah it's i think it's really hard and it breeds resentment even if you do manage to find your way through it even Mm. in friendships if Mm -hmm. someone if you wake up one morning and realize that you've changed a lot even um in the way that your attitude is it doesn't have to be like I never did soul cycle before I met this friend and now I do because that's probably a positive change but in your attitude I think it can be really obvious who you're hanging around with because um it's called emotional contagion so Mm. an attitude contagion basically who you hang around with does impact you and if that's a negative change you've kind of got to take a step back and go well why when nothing else has changed Mm -hmm. do I feel this way and have I noticed these differences in myself Mm -hmm. um so that's something to be mindful of Mm -hmm. but another thing is friends who complain that you aren't available enough Mm -hmm. or get jealous when you spend time with others Mm -hmm. I think one thing to do with that is people have different I know this is a little bit not what the point of this is, but it's people have different love languages. And I know yeah. some of my sister's friends, they just, they just like their love language is quality time. Mm. So for them, it's like, they just, they don't get jealous when like, so that's a different thing. But I know with like people who sometimes want more time, it's because they, that's like what speaks to them in terms yeah. of feeling cared for. And I think that it's more about find like realizing that about the person and that it's not like a clingy over I don't know overbearing kind of thing yeah um but I think that there can be a fine line because if that's their love language and you have to speak into that for them to like feel cared for as a friend but then there's also a time where they should be understanding if you can't spend that time with yeah them. you know what I mean yeah and they so, need to be understanding of your lifestyle factors that make it impossible yeah for you to spend that time with them. Exactly. But a way that I would get around that is if that person is really special to you, like you say, mm. may, obviously it's something in their makeup that they mm. they need that to feel close mm. to you, create a schedule and stick to it. Yeah. Because if I had a person that. like that, which I don't, luckily, because I, yeah. I don't think I'd handle that well. I don't think I do either because I'm saying all of my really good friends, I don't have to see them. No. I can go literal weeks or months without seeing them and yeah. we pick up where we left off. I'm like that with half the girls I went to boarding school with because we went to boarding school. We don't live in the same place anymore. I see one of them once a year at best and it's like, oh, I saw you yesterday because we're both of that understanding where we don't require that constant reinforcement that we are friends. Mm -hmm. But if you are friends with someone that constantly needs that reinforcement, um, yeah, probably pick a night that works 
and book in the next three events. I think it's a good idea, just so that they know that you're thinking of them. Just so they feel supported and they'll probably back off a bit when they know that you've got time devoted to them. Mm -hmm. And that way you have boundaries and you say, you know, we committed to this night and doing this. And unless something crazy happens, I'll be there and you'll be there. Um, I think sometimes that's not always something that like people can control in themselves like if that's yeah they're not trying to do it in a way that's like to control you as a friend they're just trying to do it because that's for them yeah you know what I mean yeah and I'd probably be like that in different ways I'm not like that with seeing people because I'm introverted and I love like hanging out alone um but I'm sure there are some ways that I show friendship that other people are like oh well, that's weird. I yeah. would never need to do that. Um, but they put up with me. So just be aware that for everything that they are projecting onto you, you're probably projecting something back. Yeah. And we're definitely not sitting here as perfect examples because I know um, I was always that per- – I would bail. Yeah. I was the bail person because I would overcommit to too many people and then I'd be like, I physically cannot keep going. Yeah. So about two years ago, I made a conscious effort to – commit to showing up and commit commit to saying no (laughs) so if if it's if it's something that I can't do I say no straight up rather than like yeah maybe Mm -hmm. but if it's something that I can do and I commit to it that that takes precedent and it's also not feeling guilty if you can't do something oh yeah because I'd rather show up and give it my best than show up and be absent-minded um and people appreciate honesty Mm -hmm. so if I'm not going to go to something because I can't, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to leave you waiting until the last minute and then be like, yeah, I can. And then again, there's always things around that. Like my whole next year is like ambiguous because I've got to do a prac to make up for something. And they've literally just said, um, just keep yourself open. So there are a lot of commitments that next year, because of COVID this year, I couldn't do my prac that I'm like, I don't know what I'm actually going to be doing at that point. But your friends would be understanding of that, obviously. So give your friends credit where it's due. They probably are more understanding than you expect. Um, but I guess the last one that's a big red flag for me is a breach of trust. Definitely. Yeah. You want to be able to trust your friends with everything. Yeah. Like who can you trust if you can't trust them? Mm-hmm. And I've had definitely instances of that in my life. It's, it makes me feel sick because you feel like a fool for putting so much faith in someone that probably didn't deserve it. Yeah. But maybe that's just not spotting red flags early enough. Yeah. I think it's sometimes hard because you're like, oh, maybe it was just this one time mm. and you know, it just was a slip of the mouth. But if that slip happens, you know, all the, like more often than not, it's probably a bit of a red flag. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be what they've said. It's that, for me, actions speak louder than yeah. words. Um, so, because that's like a love language for me is, um, what's the one that is acts of service? Yeah, yeah Acts yeah. of service is my highest one. So if my friend's like, oh yeah, like whatever, blah, 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 but then they are the one that shows up for me when I need them, I'm like, yeah. you are gold. Yeah. Um, but if someone says to me, I can definitely help you move house, blah, 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 and then they don't show up, yeah. they can say all the nicest things in the world to me. But if like, there's Bye. no real reason for them not to come for me, I'm, I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a breach of my trust. So what you have to do now is if you've decided that you want to grow apart from someone, mm-hmm. which is the very opposite of what we did in our first mm-hmm. episode, <laughs> there are a few things you can do. So the number one thing that I found in the research was to just make the decision. Yeah. Don't be indecisive about it. If there comes a time where you're not sure, pick a side and tell a trusted person yeah. so that they can keep you accountable. Yeah. I remember when I decided I didn't want to be friends with, couldn't be friends with somebody anymore for multiples of the reasons mm-hmm. reasons above i um told dan 
and mm-hmm. I told my sister and I discussed it with them and I told them all because you sort of have to think the reason why out loud yes yeah. you know when you've been with friends with somebody for multiples of years you you just it's not a snap decision it's not just like oh I just don't want to be friends with you it's agree it's just like a process and I caught up with this person like another two times after just to make sure I wasn't you know making a decision I would later regret yeah because you, you're you very close to the issue so sometimes yeah. I've been guilty of that I can make these snap judgment calls that anyone on the outside would probably be like what why'd you do that <laughs> but I think that definitely talking to somebody about it helps even if it's just to be a soundboard you mm-hmm. know like not even if they don't even care to offer their opinion that's fine it's just for you to be able to talk to somebody about it yeah out loud it, it really helps because yeah it's just one of those things that speaking things out loud it sounds different yeah and it's interesting because the times that I've spoken that out loud about a friendship that I needed to go away from the people I've spoken to about it have said we're so happy you've finally realized this yeah so that made me feel validated because I've gone whoa okay you agree so that means that I'm not being crazy here which that's the reinforcement we all really want Um, another recommendation is to keep a journal Mm -hmm. so that you can track their not just their behaviors but how they've made you feel that's what I was gonna say yeah yeah also track how you feel walking away from it yeah because then you can pick a pattern and you Mm -hmm. can you can you don't have to rationalize their poor behaviors because Mm. you have evidence that what they're doing is negatively Mm. impacting you. So it stops your brain from doing that neat little trick it does, which is your brain likes to avoid cognitive dissonance. So Mm. if you've had a friend for 20 years that you've had for 20 years, so your brain's saying they have to be your friend, but they make you feel really, really awful. um, You need evidence to support the fact that you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. And keeping a journal is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two types of ways you can obviously do the growing apart bit, Mm -hmm. and that's to make a clean break or to adapt the phase out. Mm -hmm. I've never done... (sighs) With friendships, with friendships, I only ever phase out. Yeah, I'm a phase out kind of person. I just, I can't... I, I, maybe it's, it's, um different in every situation i think so but um for me i've never been in a situation that's dire enough to need to be a clean break yeah you know it's just been more like they text me and they're like oh let's catch up and i just don't reply or i just say oh i'm busy and then we never arrange something you know and it's just like this i've never actually said to somebody like i don't think we should be friends anymore no and like i've heard I've heard reports that sometimes that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I could never do that because I th- I believe in, like you said before, I've never had a friendship that needed to end yeah. for very drastic reasons. Yeah. So I can't comment on that. And I'm sure there are – I can think of many situations mm-hmm. where they have needed to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what probably when you really need to lock the door and never yeah. let them go back through. But for mine, the door's like always a little bit open because – I think that people can change. Yeah, definitely. And you never know what someone else was going through at that period of their life that made them act out like that. And it's probably not that personal. Um, They might have just been going through something. So I I like to think that other people would give me that chance because everyone grows and changes. Like you and I stopped being, well, not that we were ever not friends, but we weren't in contact for years. And then we ran into each other one day and we've just become like really close friends and that's probably because like we kept the door open to each other yeah we weren't talking every day we're not even talking every month no (laughs) but like we had no reason to completely block each other out so i think it's kind of nice to adopt a phase out because you're not saying like i never will be your Mm -hmm. friend you're just saying right now Mm -hmm. 
we can't be close. Yeah, which I think is a is a nice way to do it if that you're not in a situation that's very, you know, desperately in need of a breakout, like yeah. a break, clean break, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I think phasing out helps um, – it helps you – have time to consider the full picture mm-hmm. but like i said before it also um it also lets you come back into one another's life when things change yeah, and time say, you can backtrack yeah <laughs> but time can time can do funny things to people and yeah. maybe at some point your paths cross again um and like we keep saying if it wasn't a drastic reason to end a friendship you don't want to like you don't want to make an enemy out of someone it's, it's funny that you say like that your paths can cross again because i always refer to when i'm thinking about like you know if I need a friendship to phase out mm. I always talk about it in we're just going in different directions which like is most of the time the that f- yeah. friendships do phase out is you reach another part of your life and maybe the other person's lifestyle choices don't match up to yeah. you or their beliefs don't match up to you but who's to say in 20 or 30 years time you might not find it that you're back in the same place as exactly. them but, and yeah I think it's much better like I mean especially where we live in Brisbane it's such a small place that mm. if we said to somebody that, you know, it wasn't a bad situation. We were just like, we can't be friends. And then in 20 years' time, our kids are going to school together. Yeah. How awkward. Yeah. Right? Like, I whereas- think once you're out of primary school or high school, because I know that high school can be crazy as well, yeah. but there's probably – it has to be probably very serious for it to be a black and white conversation of no. Yeah. And that comes down to how they're influencing you mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, I'm kind of a big one for phasing out and, like, leaving the door open to maybe later, not for now, mm-hmm. yeah. because right now you're not giving me what I need. But you can phase out a few ways. And the ways that I found when I was researching this were, like you said before, stop messaging. Mm-hmm. If they come to you, don't create excuses, but maybe create a group situation where yeah. you can all be together in a group mm-hmm. because – that's a nice way to face someone out. You never have to have one-on-one contact yeah. with them. And eventually people create a habit and that habit is that you aren't their friend anymore and mm-hmm. like life rolls on. Yeah. People pick up on hints pretty quickly <laughs> as well, I have found. Um, so yeah, that's a good way to consider it. Um, and if it is a bit more drastic and you do need some space, social media is a good way to put those steps in place, mm. which would be, you know, muting. Yeah. Or deleting or blocking if you really have to. Um, I think it's a good way for to not see what somebody's doing if they have like a negative, like they make you feel negatively. Yeah. But then also not for them to for them not to know that that's how they make you feel. If yeah. That makes sense because yeah. maybe it's just that they're doing certain things that make you feel not so good, and they might stop doing them, but you don't want your friendship with them to have been affected. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for someone's Instagram persona versus who they are in real life, because I'm sure there are not with any of my friends, because I would say that all my friends are on Instagram who they are in real life. Yeah. But I'm sure there are instances where the things that someone posts isn't necessarily the whole picture because we know that Instagram isn't the whole picture. No, so not. there may be plenty of instances where you're like, I love that person, but on Instagram, I can't handle them. <laughs> so that way you can mute them. You get all the good bits of your relationship because you like them in person, yeah. but you don't have to suffer the agony of like beginning to dislike them because mm-hmm. of what they post. Yeah. And you have to think of why they're motivated to post those things. Mm. Um, maybe there's other reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. So probably weigh up real them versus social media them and if Mm -hmm. social media them gives you the you know what then mute Mm. i do have a few recommendations Mm -hmm. if you want to create new friends i hear bumble bff is great in cities i've never heard about that before well it's just a setting on bumble you can do it for professional links as well so it's not always bumble is amazing it's not always perfect it's not always romantic you can do professional connections and bumble bff 
um, which is really good if you move to a new place or if you're needing to hit refresh. Mm -hmm. There's also a book by Sandy Shea called Connecting the Enduring Nature of Female Friendships Mm -hmm. that is apparently very good. There's an article from Oprah's site called Is It Time to End That Friendship? And anything from Oprah, I'm like, must be amazing. She's great. (laughs) Because Oprah and Gail are like the OG girl gang. Um, So I'll post these recommendations on Sunday. Actually, you know what a good um, recommendation is as well? I my sister loves listening to them. It's, I think it's called the um, Red Circle. Have you heard mm. about them? Let me just no. Um, they're really good. It's um, – let me check. You talk about the next rec- recommendation. The next recommendation, I, I loved this episode. It's from a Mamma Mia podcast called The Well, and the episode is called Friendships, The Good, The Bad, and The Toxic. And I loved it because it really recapped – Um, all aspects of friendship and lots of interesting perspectives that I've probably never considered before. So I would definitely recommend checking those out. Um, There's probably heaps of other podcasts you could find. So I'm pretty sure it's called The Red Table. Red Table Talk? Yeah. With with Jada Pinkett. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of like women on it and they um, have really good conversations on it about Things like what we've been talking about yeah. and then other issues too. So that's a recommendation too. So Red Table Talk got the first interview with, oh my gosh, who was it? Jordan. Was it Jordan Woods? Yeah. yeah when the um, Kardashian drama blew up with Jordan Woods, they got yeah. her exclusive interview. But also because I think she was really good friends with Jada. Family. Um, I think so, someone's yeah. dad was friends with someone's yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was All a connection. Everyone's connected. But yeah, um, there's probably a million and other really good resources out there yeah. for friendships. But um, when it comes to friendship breakup, it's a little bit difficult because I think we talk about romantic breakups a lot. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, romantic breakups might be easier because you can date someone for like a year mm-hmm. and it feels so, so heavy and intense because you do mm-hmm. spend a lot more concentrated time with them. Mm-hmm. But you can be friends with someone for 10 years and you need to start to break away and there's a lot of history there just because you haven't spent so much time with them on the day-to-day doesn't mean that that doesn't add up to equal something very great um and it can be scary to find new friends because i think that we we forget how long it takes to build up that sort of muscle memory with someone um but again it's not healthy to be with someone that makes you feel bad and i also think the other thing is is that your friend like if you end up not being friends with somebody who just say you always had you know, Friday dinner with, there's like a big hole then yeah. where that friendship used to be. Mm. So I think then finding something else to fill that gap is harder than maybe what some people think. You yeah, it might mean? be daunting. My mom has always mm. had this really good analogy and it's like when you pour a really warm bath, it starts to turn cold and you can feel it happening mm. subtly. Mm-hmm. But it's really like, oh, I might just stay in the bath for a bit longer because it's freezing outside. Mm. You're better off getting out when it starts to turn a little bit cold because it's only going to get worse. Um, And so I would probably always say to anyone when it looks when the when you know that going without that person will be really hard, but being with them is harder. You Mm. need to make that call. Yeah. Yeah. Because life can improve for you. Like you will find new friends because you're probably amazing. We're your friends. <laughs> um, that's why we started this whole thing. Yeah. But friendship breakups are never really spoken about enough and they can be just as messy and leave your you leave your self-esteem in absolute pieces yeah. because we never really grow out of that five-year-old that's worried about not making friends at preschool. Yeah. That is us all the time. Mm-hmm. And every time I walk into a new job, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> how am I going to do this? But you do. Yeah. You find people everywhere you go. Yeah. So I think remember that and... Come back to the list of people that make you feel good yeah, and lock definitely. that in. I think that's a good tip. That's a really good juicy episode for you guys today at one hour mm-hmm. and six minutes. 
solid solid time <laughs> um have a good week have a nice week we'll and next week yeah let us know if you'd have any thoughts or if you want us to discuss anything yes we'd also love a review guys a positive one please yeah. please please I don't please think we have any negative ones. no we don't want them if you have negative <laughs> thoughts no offense <laughs> we don't need that but if you have positive ones it's really easy to do it's at the bottom of the app you can create an anonymous mm-hmm. name. We don't need to know who it is, but we'd love to get this podcast out there more broadly. Yeah. Um, so if you listen every week and you haven't given us a review yet, that's all we ask from you. And to like, if you shared it on your stories, that would be even more amazing. Yes. And we are very good at responding to messages because like we have some Between listeners that, us, yeah. yeah, we have some listeners that talk to us a fair bit and we love it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll never be a burden to us. I actually fangirl people that do that because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, you I, listen and you're amazing. I really like it too. I don't know if fangirl is the right word for me, but I just really like, I get excited. Same. I'm just like, oh. Because that's so like, cool. we started this to create more connections like yeah. that and for this to be a place where people could come together. Yeah. Um, so if you have input, make a point of putting it forward to us and like connecting with us because we, that's why we're here. We love that. Yeah. Have a good day. Oh. And yeah. Bye. Bye.